radiation, skeletons, and blood-brain barriers, oh my. In good spooky fashion, if you've ever been interested in learning about and seeing skeletons, blood, and brains, this episode is for you. Join us today as we chat about radiologic sciences with Stacy Halverson. Hello and good evening or morning, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, <clears throat> this is the Science of You podcast, and today we have our first area of science that we're looking into, which is radiologic sciences. And today we have um, a friend of mine who is a radiologic technologist. Um, for a hospital here in Washington, and um, I've known her for, ooh, how long? Probably almost 15 years. Yeah, 15 years, Um, and yeah, she just kind of always knew it seemed like (laughs) she was very gung-ho, um, with all this, but yeah, so this is Stacy. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? So I've been an x-ray tech, um, for, um, just a little over two years. Graduated in 2018, um, from OIT. I, um, always knew that I wanted to take x-rays, and, uh, no better way to talk about it than, um, it being almost Halloween. (laughs) Yep. I, uh, more specifically work in, um, the diagnostic imaging department. Uh, this is using a process to create visual representation of the interior of a body for clinical analysis. And it can also be used um, to see the function of of different organs as well. Yeah, that's super. That's super cool. <laughs> and yeah, it is really good timing with uh, Halloween coming up. Getting to see inside the human body and the skeletons that we have holding up our our meat suits. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, yeah, what kind of led you into this area of study? I I think healthcare has kind of always been, um, I never imagined doing anything else. I used to watch these, or my mom watched these shows of kids in third world countries born with cleft palates, and these doctors would go in and repair them. And I always thought that that was amazing um, how these doctors are going in and literally changing these kids' lives. And I knew that that was something I wanted to be a part of. Uh, However, when I was in the eighth grade, we dissected fetal pigs. And I knew then that um, I could never cut into anybody. So that was kind of off the table. And I... Did a report. It was a research paper, and I was getting myself all worked up because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my future. 
So I started researching different careers in the medical field and I, at the time, I didn't realize that hospitals are in fact made up of more than just doctors and nurses. There are so many different fields that are a huge key player in um, the cog of the healthcare industry. And I ended up stumbling on radiologic science. I loved technology and I really wanted um, basically a bridge between technology and the healthcare field. So cool. That's awesome. And I remember growing up that you, you went to these like medical camps um, that kind of also inspired you a little bit. Um, what were some of those camps that um, people could maybe look into to see if they're still around that they could attend, maybe? Yeah, so my uh, high school <clears throat> health teacher tried to pick a couple students every year and who were interested in the medical field to go to these medical camps. They they were put on by Neo AHEC. It's a um, company built towards healthcare teaching. Poppy Seed? Sorry about that, guys. Poppy Seed's not used to being in an apartment. She's used to being on the farm, so when other people go into their apartments, she gets very protective and boisterous. Um, but yeah, anyway, Stacy, where were we? <laughs> so, uh, there were these two medical camps, uh, that they put on every year, and what these camps were built around was shadowing, which I highly recommend for anybody who's considering a career in anything. Before you go to school, definitely shadow. It's never going to hurt you. I shadowed basically every single healthcare job you could possibly have. We had doctors who spoke, dentists, uh, nurses. We got acupuncture. We spent a lot of time at like the fire departments with EMS. Um, we saw a cadaver at one, one of them. Um, and they all shared their knowledge what they thought of their career, how they got there, what kind of schooling it took, um, and just basically answered any questions that we had. Nice. That's really awesome. Is there, uh, is there like scholarship opportunities for those camps? Yeah. So each year I wrote a letter to the Elks explaining that I really saw a future in healthcare and these camps would provide a really good educational um, opportunity for me to figure out exactly what I wanted in hopes that um, my big dream was to come back and work in, you know, a rural hospital. Nice. So when you were writing these letters of interest to like Elks, um, you said that you had mentioned like how these medical camps would benefit um, your future and how you would bring back those skills to help your community. Um, what advice would you give to people, just kind of in general, a more general sense, not even necessarily for medical camps, just like more in general for scholarships, what advice would you give people on that in relating those things to their fields? 
So when you write, um, you know, scholarship essays or even like grant writing, um, you're asking a group of people for money. So you need to keep that in mind and you need to let them know how in the long run this will benefit them. How or what opportunity you're looking for, how will it in turn benefit their best interest? And then write about that. Nice. Cool. Um, awesome. So, um, do, 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 do. you said you did a lot of shadowing and all of that through there. That's really cool. Um, and your high school seemed to do a very good job of preparing you in terms of helping you get into these medical camps and figure out these resources. And you went to a smaller school, smaller high school. Um, what, on, on that note, what was the size of your graduating class? 16. 16 people. That's like so many, I feel like that's just un, an unfathomable thing for so many people. And it is not a private school. Yeah, not a <laughs> private school. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's growing up in a small town for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so did you, and this small town, obviously it being a small town, it was also a very rural town. It um, took 45 minutes of, like, barren wasteland. <laughs> and desert, high desert. yeah. To make it to the closest Walmart with, like, no towns really in between. Yeah, literally nothing but, like, a pioneer graveyard. <laughs> Not even kidding, you guys. Like, there's a, it's a pioneer graveyard that's in between the town she grew up in and the closest town with a Walmart. <laughs> um, yeah. So, they, uh, so in this small school... Most people might think, um, have some, like, preconceived notions about how rural education is, but did you feel like, um, your school prepared you for the sciences and classes you're going to have to take in college? I would say, so right as I hit my junior year, we, they started implementing college classes, which saved a ton of money in the long run. I took basically all my freshman level classes, which was really nice. And I would say they definitely prepared me in that aspect. Um, they set me up better financially for college. Uh, healthcare specifically, anatomy and physiology, I was not prepared for. I It was way more in depth. I remember in high school, it really just being really more about stress and like how to handle it and you know maybe a little bit um of mental health except I would probably say I didn't really know that that's what it was at the time and uh, like sex ed <laughs> yeah um so I actually ended up taking A&P twice um when I was in college um the first year I took it from this like Russian vascular surgeon and it was really hard uh, and I ended up um getting a C the first term a B the second term and a C again 
in the third term. And when I had applied to the programs, which it was very likely you didn't get in the first time anyways, because like 120 people apply to the rad science program and only like 50 get in. So, um, it is, it is more common to not get accepted the first time. So I ended up retaking them and, um, getting better grades <laughs> the second time around. Sweet. Awesome. And that's like, I think that's super important for people, especially young kids to understand, like, there's so many pressure, like, just in general, the stress from society, but then the pressures of going to college or trade school or picking your career and what you want to do, what people think or make you think you're going to want to do the rest of your life. Like, people just have a hard time, it seems like, going back and just redoing something because it's going to truly benefit them in the long run. Like, it's okay to take a step back and just, like, do something over. It's okay to start over. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very important thing to, like, emphasize. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about um, your college program that you attended for uh, radiologic tech stuff. <laughs> um, um, so you can become a radiologic technologist in a couple different ways. Right. Um, there are different, um, kind of, we call them primary modalities. So nuclear medicine is one, um, diagnostic imaging. So ultrasound is one, uh, echocardiography and vascular can be one. And then, um, x-ray is a primary modality. And you can do secondary modalities from those core. Um, typically, um, you can get your associates, so to your degree. Um, I do have my bachelor's degree in it. So um, basically, really, the difference is you do to do a secondary, you have to take a class and complete your clinicals. Um, the college I went to to get my bachelor's meant that we did all x-ray classes our first year in the program and then the second year in the program we did this we would take a class in each of the special modalities so if you're really looking into more of a secondary modality a bachelor's degree is more of the way to go so um, secondary modalities can be um, ct or cat scan computed tomography and then mri magnetic resonance imaging and mammography is another one that's where we image the breasts. And then there's um, the cath lab. Um, cath lab, you know, we'll fix stents, um, heart blocks, uh, maybe putting in pacemakers. Um, they deal more with the heart and the vasculature um, of the body, which that, that department actually takes a couple different cogs. Um, nurses um, work in the cath lab as well and um, obviously vascular surgeons doctors yeah nice um and so what kind of prereqs do you need for that type of field um the prereqs are pretty straightforward across the board for um basically any other um degree so you know chem 101 math um 111 112 speech 111 um and then obviously more for the healthcare field would be like anatomy and physiology Okay, cool. And so, like, what about your program at OIT, which is, for those of you who don't know, that's Oregon Institute of Technology. 
Um, what was their program like in applying to that program? So you can complete your two, um, your first year or two, depending on how long it takes you to complete the prereqs. Um, and you can complete them at another college, like a community college, and then transfer them. Um, we go through an interview process um, to apply, and then we will typically hear during the summer um, if whether or not we made it into the program. Each of the five primary um, imaging departments at OIT accept a different amount of students. Um, some of them as small as 16 are accepted. Uh, the radiologic science program is is the bigger of the five, um, accepting 50 every year. Hmm. Okay. Nice. So, sounds like it's kind of something that you have to be on top of when you're applying. Yeah, I mean, um, it is really intimidating to have to be accepted into a program. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the respiratory care program there, you also have to apply and be accepted. And then their dental program, too, you yeah. have to apply and be accepted. And same as the nursing. And they do that in order, actually, to not flood the job market. Mm. They keep it at, Interesting. Um, you know, a low amount of people exiting with that degree every year so that we are more likely to find a job. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Nice. Okay, so going into that then, what would be, like, your dream career in the field? I would like to put a lot of letters after my name. Um, so right now... <laughs> I am a registered technologist, so R dot T dot, um, and then each certification that I complete um, in a modality um, gets an initial. So I have my radiology or radiography um, registry completed, so I have a, an R. Um, I also completed my MR registry, so I also have in parentheses MR. So I think um, eventually I'd really like to do CT. Um, and get that certification. Um, mammography would be um, probably my next. And I would love to work in a really small hospital and just basically be the whole imaging department by myself. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. That would be really cool. Yeah, when I was like going through all of that stuff with my thumb and dying in France, <laughs> I immediately called you and was like, I need someone to take an MRI of my thumb. Can you please do it? <laughs> and we tried. We did try. We tried pretty dang hard. Yeah, we did. Um, but yeah, that I didn't think end you up, ended up getting it somewhere else. Yeah, I think I had to go get it done in Portland. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, nice. So, in your time in this field. Um, what has been your experiences as a young female in science and technology? And is it similar to the average experience of someone your age and gender? I think that I've had a, personally, I've had a pretty good experience. I, during my externship, um, at OIT specifically, we do get to choose one of the terms. So we do summer, fall, winter, and spring for our extern. And during the winter term, we get to pick a modality of our choice. And I ended up choosing MRI, which is probably up there with the hardest um, modality. 
to choose. Um, it is made up mostly of um, older people. The way that this industry has kind of worked is you start an x-ray and you work an x-ray for quite a while. Um, you might go ahead and cross train into CT for a while. Maybe you do cath lab for a while and MRIs typically um, like your home run before you retire. It is more of the like slower paced, um, you know, scans take a lot longer there. Um, so for me coming right out of college into that department, um, it could be really intimidating because these people have worked in the industry for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years already. And I'm fresh out of college, but they could not have welcomed me and taken me under their wing um, anymore. They were always answering all of my questions, um, always letting me get hands-on experience um, anytime I asked. Um, and I, but I was very um, proactive in things. You know, I was always asking, can I scan this? Why do you do it that way? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that... <clears throat> That is really important, too, is they really liked how much I stepped up and really wanted to learn and be an asset to their department. So yeah. when I did go in to express my want, um, they were already there backing me up because they knew that I was a good teammate. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is I think that's huge for a lot of industries and jobs, especially when you're you're starting out is to be asking a lot of questions and showing people that like you want to learn and mm -hmm. you want to be the best you can be for this industry as well as your employer and i think that's that's really huge and that's really awesome um yeah that's awesome that that's been your experience um so now kind of switching gears from like radiologic science and moving into you have a business aspect of your degree is that right yeah so kind of what i was talking about i actually ended up applying to the rad science program twice and uh, me knowing that's what i wanted to do since i was a freshman my mind automatically went to what if i don't get in what on earth am i gonna do um oit offered a healthcare management degree so I did start taking classes um, during my year that I was going to reapply while I was retaking anatomy and some other classes that I would eventually need for my bachelor's anyways. I started taking business classes and more specifically healthcare classes. And I only had, by the time I got in the program, I only had a couple um, classes to take in order to complete that as a minor. So I did go ahead and do that. And I would say that's been really helpful as an employee because we talked a lot about how to make healthcare more efficient, how to, um, because at the end of the day, the industry really is a business and um, as much as we don't like to admit that sometimes. And yeah. so knowing kind of, um, you know, a little bit of the business, talking about lean and how to make a department more efficient. I think really comes in handy um, mm. as a as a tech. Yeah, no, absolutely. So your field, you just touched on how the industry has, you know, a business aspect, which is how your business degree 
um, ties into that. But what other types of sciences also does your field heavily depend on to function? We use anesthesiologists and nurse anesthetists um, a lot of the time. Um, I am also, you know, MRI is really my primary uh, modality that I do. And then I kind of do x-ray um, more as a secondary, which sounds backwards compared to um, really what it's supposed to be. But in MRI, um, this is a, a long tube and uh, a lot of people can be claustrophobic. So we um, use nurse anesthetists or anesthesiologists to completely put those patients out during their scan. And then we also use it typically on kids under eight because MRI is using a magnetic field um, to our, obtain the images, uh, which can take some time. So some sequences are two to three minutes long and you have to hold completely still during that or else your, our pictures are blurry. It's like moving while somebody's trying to take your picture. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Is So going into like you're scanning a ton of people um, and I'm sure you've seen some gnarly things or like some super fascinating things. What is some of the coolest stuff you've seen? If you can tell us. So we can do what we call cine studies um it's basically like instead of going through and taking you know multiple slices of you know a still part of the body so taking like an mri of the lumbar which is one slice as a picture um but cine studies are exactly that they're cine so it's a video and one of the things that we can do is we can actually take a cine of the heart pumping, you know, taking slices right through the valves, you know, watching how they open and close, watching how the heart muscle is, you know, contracting. And I think that, you know, watching a human heart beating on a screen, that's not an ultrasound. That is a clear picture yeah. of the structure. That's gotta be so cool. Is really surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in MRI, we also, you know, we do a lot of um, contrast studies. Um, contrast is a medium that we use that um, crosses what's known the, as the blood-brain barrier and uh, um, it will, uh, a structure that is cancerous will take up the contrast way more than if it were just like a fluid-filled cyst. So we do deal a lot with cancer patients. Um, maybe that's, you know, tumors in the brain, tumors in the liver, um, is that the stuff that you can get it either via intravenously, um, intravenously or through the drinking um, we, stuff? We personally only have one um, study that is drinking it. Um, it's called Endo... Ooh, I'm blanking. But it's basically um, we have the patient drink contrast for over the course of, you know, an hour or two um, and waiting for it to get all the way... Um, into the intestines and then we take cine of that as well watching um, how that is all working and it's typically for patients who have Crohn's. Wow that's super fascinating I didn't know I could do that. Yeah that's really cool. The other thing that will blow my mind sometimes is we will get patients from the ER who are completely talking coherently 
maybe they're walking to the x-ray or the MRI table and I'll start scanning and there's either like a tumor or a mass or a stroke and you are just so confused as to like how this person is normally functioning yeah yeah cow the human body is amazing yeah Yeah. our brain is fascinating wow dang okay well uh that's really freaking cool well not cool for the people having to deal with that but yeah that that would be something really interesting to see so what what advice has helped you the most throughout this entire like journey um, to always take off your birthday. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, probably the best advice I've ever learned is we were taught to pay attention to detail. And I think that that is so important for a radiologic technologist because we are not the ones who who dictate the images. We are not the ones who go and write the report. Um explaining what we see that that is the radiologist and they they are a doctor so it but it is important for us to notice when something might be abnormal and um, really knowing when it's appropriate to um, take note of that and if that means calling the radiologist and saying hey this wasn't on the scan they had last time Um, are you wanting contrast with this and just really having the patient's best interest at heart and yeah. not scanning like a robot. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. I think that goes for for a lot of a lot of jobs, a lot of industries, especially in healthcare. You have to you can't just see you you can't objectify your patients. You have yeah. to keep them humanized. They're humans with their own thoughts, feelings, experiences and behaviors. Um yeah. Okay. So what advice would you give to someone who is interested in your field? So you, you kind of just, um, touched on that a little bit. Um, I would definitely say that you are going to see people most often at their worst. They are feeling their worst and you're probably not going to get the best version of them. So if you don't handle conflict well, and if you don't have the ability to empathize, empathize with others, healthcare is probably not for you. Um, you play a huge role in people's future, um, the future of their life, and you have to treat every patient like they're your own family member. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, um, now going on to the bigger question that I ask and am asking people as they come onto this podcast, um, has politics influenced your field of science at all and if so how and I want to preface this to other people um, listening that I have asked um, the people on my podcast to avoid using specific trigger words um, and to speak as objectively as possible on how this impacts um, their field how politics impacts their field or social issues so what would you like to, is there anything you would like to clarify about anything in your field that is might be political or controversial or anything um, like that? I think just on a large, large scale, um, healthcare definitely needs a really good hard look 
um, into how it best serves the people. I just really think right now that that, that is a really big issue and it does need, um, there are just way too many cogs in the machine sometimes, you know, things not being, um, paid for by insurance and some things are, some things require you to have certain tests first before you can have the tests that the doctor really wants and that you need, um, yeah and just just insurance in general and how that Mm -hmm. how that um plays a role um sometimes i i just personally feel like doctors can't do their job as effectively um just with kind of the way healthcare has gone yeah no that makes a lot of sense makes a ton of sense yeah so anything else you'd like to add i would say probably another big thing in healthcare right now um which we, we've talked about a little bit already, mm-hmm. um, our pronouns and the difference between, you know, what people choose to identify as and their actual sex. Yeah. And how, as an x-ray technologist and somebody who's giving contrast, I have to ask the big question, is there a possibility of pregnancy and with I don't, I'm not asking that to assume your gender or... Disrespect anyone. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, radiation can be very harmful to a rapidly growing fetus. Um, radiation is, uh, loves rapidly growing cells. So... Why it's effective at killing cancer, right? Exactly, yep. So, um, you know, x-ray is very important modality and it is used when needing to know a diagnosis right now of somebody versus the long-term effects outweighs needing the diagnosis now but if we can prevent you know anything being unharmed unharmed when we can Mm -hmm. you know we're going to take that option or needing to know if you need your abdomen needs to be double shielded um, yeah. We really prefer not to take x-rays of yeah, of people who are pregnant. Yeah, that makes sense. And so like yeah, I can understand how it can it can sometimes be misperceived and yeah, you know, you're there might be other people out there who don't have as good of intentions necessarily when asking those questions, but like you have to. You do. Yeah. You have to ask that question and it doesn't matter if you know, you identify by specific pronouns and a specific gender, that's fine. Or your sexual orientation. Yeah, none of that is necessarily what is being asked. It's more so, like, what could be at risk here Mm -hmm. um, in keeping both them and a possibility of a fetus safe. Exactly. Yeah. Um, That makes sense. Yeah, awesome. So um yeah any last words of advice for um anybody out there ranging from like one honestly any like anything you do specifically to help with your own mental health I know like 2020 has been so hard on so many Mm -hmm. people um so like what are some things that you do to help take care of your own mental health I think (laughs) loving my job 
has played a really big role in keeping everything together in 2020. Um, and I think we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, is knowing that you can always start over. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of the things that I think is really cool about my department is there was one of one of my coworkers did roofing for like 20 years before he went to x-ray school. Yeah. Even my program alone had um, non-traditional students. Mm-hmm. And I think for anybody listening to this podcast, you do have the ability to start over if you don't like how things are going. And there are ways to figure out how yeah. to get what you want and truly figure out what that is. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I think that's some really good advice. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, awesome. So uh, where can... Is there anywhere that people can find you if they want to maybe reach out and ask you some more questions about the field or uh, maybe just follow along on your journey um, and whatnot? Is there is there any way to... Yeah, so I would say um, most of my day-to-day, whether that's, you know, at home with my dog, <laughs> uh, she's a boxer, and I take a lot of videos of her because she's funny. Uh, it's probably going to be on Instagram. Um, that is Halvi2013, H-A-L-V-I-E, um, 2013. And then um, my Facebook is probably just going to be my first and last name, um, which Jelena will probably put in the comments of this podcast. Yep. All right. So, yeah, that's where you can find her. And... If you have any more questions, feel free to reach out to her and also feel free to um, message into the podcast any other suggestions that you have for people you want to hear from, scientists or trades or prof- other sorts of professions that you want to hear from um, and kind of how those people got into that field. Um, yeah, so... Feel free to message in. There's multiple ways of doing that um, through Instagram, the website. Um, Anchor has a really cool feature where you can actually voice record uh, you asking the question and I can have your voice on the episode asking the question. So if that's something you're interested in, feel free to reach out and we can do that. So um let me know what you guys want to hear and feel free to reach out to Stacy if you have any more questions and have a great week bye guys bye